Well, folks, it has been a while. Hopefully you enjoyed your vacation away. Welcome back to Money in the Middle podcast. We're about a couple weeks behind, but we are finally here and we're super excited to uh, start season two. So buckle your seatbelts and let's get right on the road. As always, we're going to start this week's episode off with a proverb. And let's see. Dun, 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 dun. Got it. All right. We're going to go back to my favorite one, which says a fool shows no pleasure in understanding, but delights in airing his own opinion. And I think that that is such a great proverb to bring us back because, I mean, let's just be honest, right? If you've got eyes to see, you can see that there's a lot of things that's going on in the world today and the world that we live in. And if you've been on social media or have read the news, many different news outlets, everybody has something to say about what's going on, right? Everybody have now gone from uh, world health experts to geopolitical experts and, you know, uh, wartime uh, prophets, etc. You know, and uh, what happens is there are everyday people who still have to go to work. Kids still have to go to school. You still have to to buy groceries and get gas. And, you know, I, I would be a fool to sit here and pretend that gas prices are not um, are not high, but uh, we're going to talk about why that is. And believe it or not, it's not going to be exactly what you think. You know, so what we're going to look at is gas prices. We're going to look at uh, the rising interest rate climates and why uh, the Fed raising rates is actually a good thing for the economy, whether we like it or not. talking about this right now gas prices families even budgeting for higher costs by cutting spending in other areas yeah we've seen some of the biggest increases this week and we drove around kind of to check on prices at the pump see where things stand we've seen anywhere from 419 a gallon depending on where you live this is despite the cost of crude oil actually dropping Uh, but nothing really compares to what people on the west coast are seeing right now wouldn't want to be there gas prices are hovering wow now I am sure that you have seen or heard a story similar to this uh, at some point throughout your day. You know, um, gas prices are going through the roof, yada, yada, yada. And I think that it's important to talk about why. Right. So uh, on the surface, there are, you know, a lot of folks immediately go to the political landscape of why things are the way they are in the country, right? And I think that that is a a good indicator that we have too much reliance and too much faith in our elected officials, as well as in our um, political scene, right? We, they, we assume they have more power than they actually do, 
right? Uh, that said, uh, one, one of the things that was just noted is that, <coughs> excuse me, is that gr- gas prices continue to increase even though the price of crude oil has decreased. And what, what's crude oil? Crude oil is the actual commodity of petroleum that it's you well it's the actual commodity of oil that's used to make petroleum which is put into cars for uh for vehicle consumption right and the price of crude oil is trading at a lower rates because of the uh because of all of the different uh things that are happening in the world right now right um, different countries are producing oil on at, at record rates, and you know, contrary to popular belief here in, in America, the world does not revolve around us, right? And understanding that, the quicker we as Americans understand that the world does not revolve around America, uh, will the faster we'll see big picture for uh, you know e- economics uh, as a whole. Right. You know, so uh, across the world and the futures contracts on the crude oil, you know, those things are all trading uh, lower. I don't when I this is not an investment podcast. So I'm not going to give out like specific uh, where they're trading and things of that nature. Also, this is not investment advice. This is just informational purposes only. Uh, so if, it, if oil is trading lower or or if the prices of crude oil is lower, why? Are we realizing higher prices at the pump? Well, fuel companies, you know, your uh, your big fuel companies and, you know, even your small retail fuel uh, providers, you know, really kind of got crushed over the last couple of years from a, a profit standpoint, right? You know, during the time where rates were at, ultra all-time lows, you know, uh, and we're going to talk about rates in this in this segment as well. But uh, during the time where rates were at ultra all-time lows, you know, we had uh, roughly two years of um, low consumption, right, which is why rates could be so low, be, because there was, that was our government's attempt to stimulate the economy by making uh, capital attractive, right? And, you know, with less folks on the road, you know, um, and, you know, of course, the the political landscape doesn't help either. But having less folks on the road meant less people are are paying for gas. So the oil companies, you know, your Exxon's and BP's and, you know, all these other guys, those are just a couple to name, are now realizing losses or minimizing uh, or minimization of profits. Right. I mean, and no matter what people say, no one goes into business for the sole purpose of charity. Right. People go into business to make money. And the number one priority for the oil companies is to make money. Right. Just like the number one priority of of Walmart and, you know, your Target, even your Amazons. Right. Is to make money. Secondarily is to provide a service that people need and can't live without, right? Uh, With the goal and the hope of making money, right? 
oil companies took uh, some really uh, a really good beating over the last few years, couple of years, um, between not being able to drill uh, and, and releasing the the oil from the reserves, as well as folks not buying as much, you know, you know, because um, you know most of the world was shut down, right? So <clears throat> the someone asked. Jen Pisaki, or I don't really know how to say her last name. Uh, full disclosure, I don't like her very much, but it's neither here nor there. Uh, someone asked her, hey, why isn't the, um, you know, why are gas prices going so high? Why doesn't the, you know, the president allow for, you know, restart the Keystone pipeline, da, 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 da. And those things are, those are, honestly just hot buttons or hot topics right because the u.s i i believe uh, and you please uh feel free to fact check this and make sure but i believe the u.s has something like nine thousand different oil rigs for uh drilling and uh and pumping right <clears throat> and uh so we it's not that we don't have access to the commodity it's the rate at which the companies are producing it and providing it. And, and quite frankly, um, you know, some companies and, you know, this is, you know, uh, I know this is the quiet part that I'm going to say out loud. But some companies are actually just utilizing the inflation, the inflationary environment that we're in, along with the, the demand for as folks start to get back out on the road to charge higher prices. Um, and it's, uh, unfortunately it just is what it is. I think the question <clears throat> always remains, you know, what is truly, you know, who is to be held accountable for this? Someone, someone asked me that, who, you know, are they not being held accountable? And the thing about it is you can't hold, uh, for-profit companies accountable for mission-based activity, Right. You know, if, if the company came out and said, hey, our goal is to provide this service for the for the American people and the taxpayers uh, solely on a mission base. Yeah. So if the prices start going up and they become a little insane, you know, somebody needs to uh, have an account for that. But we're talking about for profit corporations that provides a service that most people need in the country. So they always have kind of the upper hand. But you can't there. There is no, you know, there's an unspoken social contract, if you will. But at the end of the day, for profit corporations, especially public for profit corporations, uh, have an obligation to the shareholders. Right. They have an obligation to the balance sheet. They have an obligation to the people who are invested in those companies. And usually it's the, you know, people at the top of the of the totem pole. Right. It's usually the. You know the executives who 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 uh, who hold the highest stake and claim, right? You know, and I, I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. I'm just saying, you know, um, it doesn't matter who you point the blame at in this situation. You know, there's really nothing that can be done about it, uh, save folks decide. You know what? We're going to crush them by not purchasing the gas, right? Which, you know, uh, after almost two and a half years of 
of confinement to the home, you know, it, it seems almost like that's just not going to be something that folks are interested in doing. the Federal Reserve is expected to increase interest rates when it meets today. The hope now is to curb inflation as recession fears are growing. The Federal Reserve has kept rates at zero since the pandemic started. That's helped the economy by helping businesses and consumers borrow and spend money. Today, the Federal Reserve raised the key interest rate for the first time since 2018. Yeah, you probably hear about this from time to time, but we wanted to know what that really means for all of us. And it turns out it's a whole lot that it means. Jason Colthorpe is here with us now to kind of give us a bit of... ...from the New York Stock Exchange. It was a busy day on Wall Street. In light of the interest rate hike announcement, the Dow started the day in positive territory and then dropped right after the announcement at 2 p.m. But then... All over the news today. What does it all mean? Well, the Federal Reserve or the Federal Open Market Committee, the Federal Open Markets Committee or the FOMC, uh, has decided to uh, raise interest rates by 25 basis points today. Uh, on Thursday, what's today? What's it? Wednesday, the 16th. Um, as a means to curve inflation. Well, that means more than we know because of how money works and monetary policy works in the United States. So buckle up. This one is going to be, uh, a pretty informative one. Okay. Now, the first thing you got to understand is how money works in the United States, right? So our, um, the reason that we have a Fed in, in general is because there isn't a dollar that is created or generated within our economy that is not associated with or tied to a loan being written, right? You know, that doesn't necessarily mean a loan being written directly to the consumer, right? The, the entire Fed or the Federal Reserve works as a lending institution where the Federal Reserve lends money to the banks at, you know, the Fed rate, you know, which is that uh, right now it's at 25 basis points. You know, it's uh, been at zero for the last couple of years, but now it's at 25 basis points. The Fed will lend that money to the um, to the banks and banks will effectively lend it out uh, in a spread with a spread to us, the consumers, right? Um, and the, the reason that that's significant is because of why the system works, right? Generally, if the economy is in a tough spot where, you know, uh, we're, we're going through something like 2008 or uh, we're going through, uh, you know, another pandemic or some sort of uh, extraordinary uh, event. You know, the Federal Reserve will lower the interest rates to effectively <laughs> give the illusion that the that the consumer has more buying power, right? Because you can get money cheaper 
which makes folks want to spend more money. It also allows for businesses to borrow more money to uh, invest into their businesses at lower rates, which means jobs and things of that nature. Generally means jobs. Well, you know, it's supposed to mean jobs. Um, and easier conditions for for folks to live their lives, right? Once things are um, on the brighter side, if you will, um, you can generally start to tell that things have, you know, gotten better by the inflation that you see as a corresponding result of federal spending and, you know, consumer sentiment, right? And right now we are have, we're at the highest inflation that we've seen in the last 40 years, right? Um, so the Fed, in order to curb inflation, has to slow the stimuli of the economy. Let me say that again. The Fed has to slow down the economy. And the way you do that is by raising interest rates, right? The higher the interest rates are, higher the rates are, the less likely people are to borrow, right? And that it's also tied into into the stock market, right? Because let's if the rates are when the rates are low, people don't have uh, people generally don't have a sentiment for saving, right? And if you are seeking return in your in your portfolio, if you are trying to um, earn money on your money, right? Uh, in a low interest rate environment, a savings account, which is generally the the safest, you know, money markets, um, you know, and, and regular savings and high yield savings, etc. Those are not instruments that are generally attractive in a low interest rate environment. Whereas when the rates increase, generally, eventually, not even generally, right? Eventually, the rates for savings yields are um, begin to increase over time and thus causing folks to say, okay, I can take less risk in the stock market and, and, and you know, more alternative investments and save money and earn uh, some money with less risk, Right. So it's all it's all connected. Right. Uh, And I think that what we're seeing in terms of the interest rates, the reason that, you know, you know, even as I as a consumer or I as a person who um, who sells loans am not concerned about interest rate increases is because uh, it's necessary to curve inflation. Right. you know, we the challenge that we that we have, you know, and, and I'm tying this all in rates and inflation and things of that nature is that, you know, inflation is at an all time high. Rates are still at an all time low and uh, wages have not grown. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have some breakout companies that are starting to say, oh, we're going to pay uh, a, a quote living wage. Right. And, you know, and challenge that I have with statements like that is that living wages, uh, those things are relative and those things are based on, uh, they're subjective based on who, who's, who's living with that wage, right? Everyone's lifestyle is different. And so everyone's definition of a living wage is different, right? Um, Again, this is not a political podcast, but, you know, anybody who says that they want to support or sustain a family on $15 an hour, in my opinion, 
that's a delusion, right? You know, fifteen dollars an hour, forty hours a week. You know, um, that 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 pans out to less than thirty thousand dollars a year, right? Which is below the fifteen dollars an hour, right? Which is what most of the politicians were spewing out on both sides of the aisle, right? Um, fifteen dollars an hour which is less than, it's about $28,000, $30,000 a year. The average income for an American in the United States is about 54000 So that alone, you know, is it, still not enough, right? So what's a living wage? And, you know, that I'm not going to get into, the, into the, the weeds of that because that's not what this is for, Right. But I bring it up because it all ties in together. The interest rates, you know, the rate hike that we just that we just had, you know, rates going from zero to 25 basis points or being increased by 25 basis points. And uh, it's important to note that the Fed intends to do six more rate hikes uh, over the course of the year, which means that we could potentially see another hike at the end of Q2. Um you know, and then another four um, towards the end of the year. Here's the thing. Ultimately, while rates are important, the the number one, the most important thing about um, borrowing money is, are you able to comfortably pay? Are you able to pay the interest rates increase, uh, you know, in an ideal world would uh, would effectively slow down investment and slow down speculative investment and allow folks to be a little more prudent and, you know, have more confidence in uh, the things that they purchase and the things that uh, money is being spent on, right? Uh, and there's always hope with the FOMC and uh, the, the federal government and the powers that be, if you will. There's always hope that um, those, th- those decisions will trickle down to uh, the consumer on a daily basis, Right? Now, does that, is that always the case? No. Sometimes it trickles down to the consumer. Sometimes it doesn't. But what we don't want to do is uh, have false hopes and ideas. So, yes, the rates going up is significant. You know, it, it, it makes sense, right? Um but how it affects people in general really is on a situational basis, right? Let, let's use an example. If you, let's say you are buying a home, right? And when you're buying a home, you know, obviously you want to get the best rate that you possibly can, uh, assuming, you know, what, what have you, Right. An interest rate increase, you know, even 25 basis points. So 25 basis points is not enough to materially materially increase rates, right? 
but it is enough to allow for the banks. Hmm? Hear me out. That is enough to allow for the banks to create a material um, sense of urgency for folks who are uninformed about the impacts of these things to hurry up and buy. So how many people have you talked to about this trade? A few. There's definitely some interest. Oh, my boss would have my ass. And I'm crazy, Jim. Get off, Fuck you. Which is why you're here talking to us. Wrong number. Sounds like there's a... <laughs> Banks are just like the oil companies. They're also like any other for-profit institution. While they provide a service that allows for uh, the consumer to benefit, uh, ultimately, the bank's goal is to make money. you got. I'm sorry. You smell that? What is that? What? What's that smell? The cologne? No. Opportunity. No. Money. Oh, okay. You smell money. Okay. Chris. That's right. The smell of money is in the air. Gone are the days of printing money for now, right? Until the next big thing happens right but you know now is the opportunity to pad those savings accounts those money markets those high yields and uh get ready for the ride get ready for the ride uh don't don't give in to the noise do your research and uh understand truly one how uh financial markets work and two um, understand the true impact not the supposed impact not the media impact because let's just be honest the media the media has vested interest in you being in a frenzy and a tissy right but do some research and understand the true impact of the financial events that are occurring um, you know talk to your financial advisors, talk to your insurance advisors so that you can make the best decision for you and your family. That's all I really got for you guys this week. Stogie of the week, we went back to a um, a favorite of mine, which is the A.J. Fernandez New World. That's New World by A.J. Fernandez. We thank you for joining. See you next week. <laughs>